Jimmy Garoppolo with a thumb injury out of nowhere. Does that explain some things from the Thursday night football game against the Titans? Why wasn't he pulled if he couldn't grip and throw a football? Kyle thinks he's back Wednesday. Schefter says otherwise. Let's get into it. Is it the beginning of the Trey Lance era in week 17 against those Houston Texans? That and more coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Wednesday edition, Tuesday evening. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to have this up uh, tonight, Tuesday night, as we record this with some breaking news over the last couple days here with the news of Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb injury and to help us out to break this down as we get ready for week 17 in this playoff push that's getting a little too tight for these 49ers is our guest just as he is every Wednesday let's bring him out Mr. Nick Winkler Nicholas Winkler come on <laughs> what's up Wink what's happening my man wow. what do you think you heard about this injury to Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb this could be it for Jimmy G now um and I guess we we got to talk a little bit about where some of this came from too, right, Croc? With the uh, with the Jimmy stuff, and, and we kind of got wind of something with some quarterback movement with the 49ers. And if they were going to be signing a quarterback, my brain went immediately to COVID. We kind of talked a little right. bit about on yesterday. Yeah. Oh no, COVID's going to hit the 49ers locker room. It's coming. It did hit. But just one player, Mitch Wisnowski. I don't think he traveled all the way back to Australia and picked up COVID. Uh, I think he did stay in the States, as far as I know, for the holidays. Maybe not. But, um, yeah, he is going to be – well, he's on the COVID reserve list, and the 49ers are trying out punters. But they're going to have to sign a quarterback, too, if Jimmy can't play. We'll learn more about it Wednesday at practice. Uh, I don't know if it's just a sprain, as Kyle Shanahan said, if the 49ers training staff disagrees with – uh, maybe another doctor. I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo saw another specialist or something, but a torn UCL and another broken bone is much different than a sprained thumb. And Kyle Shanahan talking about coming back Wednesday for Jimmy Garoppolo. But Schefter, if he's right with this UCL, an ulnar collateral ligament, that's mm. weeks, if not months of an injury, Croc. And, and we kind of caught wind of something, right? I guess we can spill the beans a little bit on uh, on who might be joining the 49ers. Right. Now, I'll never claim to have sources, although I do have an Croc inside source. source that has, Come on. We knew about that, the that, Warner signing, but sometimes you got to sit on stuff too. That's the worst part of source yeah. is you get information, but you can't tell anybody yet. And it's like, well, I, I, I want to I talk about it, but you can't talk <laughs> about it quite yet. I thought for sure it was going to be COVID that just ravaged the 49ers yeah. locker room, but it turned out um, just one player so far, and hopefully there's nothing that, that pops up later in the week for the 49ers. Um, but right now they're still pretty good on the COVID front, but Jimmy Garoppolo looking more and more like he's going to be out with this thumb injury crock. Yeah. So we got a message from our buddy, Greg Pinelli. He's on with me, QB Mondays, and he trades this guy, Tyler Bray and Tyler Bray hits up Greg and says, Hey, well, we need to get a session. And you know, Tyler hasn't been training to like be an NFL quarterback because, you know, he thought like, well, you know, this whole season's kind of just gone by and we'll see if something picks up in the off season. 49ers said, not so fast, Tyler Bray. We're hmm. going to bring you in right now for a workout. So that night he actually went trained with my guy, Greg, to get ready for this workout. But of course my mind thinks like, 
why why is Tyler Bray going? What has happened with the 49ers quarterback position? So, like Peacock alluded to, my mind initially went to COVID and who got it or how many quarterbacks got it. But apparently, as we found out Monday, which again, I couldn't say anything. I wanted to be like, something's going on with the 49ers quarterback position. I don't know what it is, but we're going to find out soon. Obviously, couldn't say anything, but Monday we found out it was Jimmy Garoppolo is a thumb injury. And um, hearing kind of conflicting, conflicting reports on the severity of it. And we'll definitely have more information on that Wednesday, but it's sounding more and more like this could be the end of the, the Jimmy Garoppolo era. Right, Wink? And, and look, if if Trey Lance comes in and plays well, can you even bring Jimmy back for week 18 in the playoffs? I, I, mean, I think the 49ers would. But, man, if you get multiple weeks of Trey Lance, unless he's falling on his face, like that's it for Jimmy G, right, Wink? Yeah, I mean, you know me. I've been one of the biggest Jimmy supporters out there. But Trey sat. You know, he's been watching. He's been doing exactly what you want your rookies to do, and that's learn. So, this kind of happens at the perfect time, right? Yeah, you you want Jimmy in there. He he he's been he's been solid this year. He hasn't been great, but he, he he's done what he needs to do. But if Trey jumps in there and all of a sudden, you know, he wins a couple games or wins enough to get you into the playoffs, and then he gets a playoff start as well, like that's experience. That's invaluable. Let's not forget about Patrick Mahomes, his rookie year. Yeah, he didn't lead them into the playoffs, but he started that final regular season game of his rookie year, and then he came back the second year, and we all know what he did then. So to me, it's ideal. I mean, this is this is perfect. This is a great time. You're going up a Texan squad that has not been good all year. Yeah, they've won a couple games in a row. Uh, they beat the Chargers shockingly over the weekend. But, you know, th- this seems like the perfect time to, to get Trey in there and see what you got. And hopefully Kyle is, you know, not too focused on getting Jimmy back. Like you said, he, he still thinks he might get him back Wednesday. But you, you know he's planning just in case he's got to start Trey Lance. He's got to be working on a game plan to, to set in place there at practice. I'm getting the vibe that Kyle's just kind of putting that out there just so the Texans don't know exactly what to prepare for because I like that. The, the most opt aside from Kyle saying we'll find out Wednesday and maybe he can come back to practice, aside from Kyle saying that, everything else I've heard from you know internet yeah. doctors, the sports doctors that pop up and break down every injury that happens, uh, my own research just looking around at, at um, torn UCL injuries and if you have surgery and like i mean we're talking up to six months for an injury like this mm. i mean coming back this week from it that's uh unless it's very very mild and very very minor um it's sounding like this is going to be at least a month-long thing for jimmy garoppolo and if he needs surgery maybe even three months and that mm. can affect him you know going into the the off season and and uh and whether the niners are able to trade him if he's hurt if you know um if if he's able to come back in the playoffs, I mean, this thing gets very, very wild for the 49ers, depending on how well Trey Lance plays. And if Trey Lance plays well enough to get the 49ers in the playoffs and they win like two straight and then Jimmy's healthy for the wild card game, does the, does he come back? I mean, this is this is crazy. But everything I've heard, and for those who don't know, the UCL is this ligament here, and it has a lot to do with squeezing mm-hmm. and gripping a football. So you could see why that would be difficult. And you could see why... The worst pass that he threw uh, on Thursday night was the floater over the middle that he was trying to throw to Debo Samuel. I mean, Will Chamberlain couldn't have yeah. caught that. I was ugly yeah. and floating, and, and that sort like that was not an NFL quarterback's 
throw, no. like making a mistake, missing a, a 40 yard pass down the field. Um, you know, maybe not seeing a robber safety or throwing it to a linebacker. You didn't expect to be there. You know, that's a mental error. That's a, that's a, a, a mistake that happens in a split second, but just completely missing a guy by that much and the ball floating and wobbling away. Uh, it, I, it was definitely affecting him. And that's not the quarterback you want on the field for the 49ers. I, I almost feel bad for him, you know, just yeah. from a like the, the person and the competitor. And I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is all of those things. And he's also had to deal with injuries. And yeah. I, I believe that there is a lot of bad luck when it comes to injuries. I know he, he's like, well, he keeps getting hurt. <laughs> and yeah. And in weird ways, he's a quarterback. You know, he's taking hits. He hurt his thumb taking a hit. So it's not just the most random thing, like someone running and pulling the hamstring. It's contact that is making these things happen for him. And Jimmy Garoppolo, man, like coming in and kind of what he did to the 49ers fan base 2017, kind of rejuvenating the whole thing, and really kind of putting life back into a fan base that was just like, man, what is going on? How are the 49ers going to turn this corner? And I, I just feel like every year outside of 2019 with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, there's always been that, like, that feeling of like just being incomplete. For whether it's due to him being injured, whether it's, you know, other guys having to start more games than you would like, C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins, and, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, his inability to stay healthy had a lot to do with that. It's, it's really unfortunate, though, because I think he is a good quarterback, and his injuries have not only opened the door for them to go and get a guy like Trey Lance, right? Like, I ask you guys this question. If he was never, ever injured, do you think they would have been moving on from him? I mean, all you got to say is 2019, right? I mean, the guy didn't get hurt that year, and they, he led him to a Super Bowl. I mean, you you said it. You got to feel bad for the guy. He rejuvenated this franchise. We were down there for quite a few years, you know, just just dealing with nonsense, just just bad bad football year after year. And he comes in and he he changed all that. And you can understand why he didn't tell anybody maybe that he hurt his thumb, you know, because Trey Lance is breathing out on his neck. Exactly. Like he wants to stay in the game. He wants to keep playing. And then maybe he shows up, you know, and he's like, ah, I can't move my thumb. You know, I tried. I, I took those three days off. I've been doing everything I can. And, uh, and he just couldn't do it. And you, you got to respect that too. Cause we'd all do the same exact thing. If our job was online. Right. All right. Uh, that, that's a good point. I want to hold there because I want to get back to that point in what happened actually Thursday night after the injury. If there was an opportunity to pull him out, who he told, who he didn't tell, all of those things. And Croc, some insight from you about uh, how injuries can get worse after you sleep on them after an NFL football game uh, or after really any football game, after a, a hard workout. And I haven't had one of those in years, Croc. So uh, maybe you can uh, give us some insight on what that's like to push your body a little bit and feel it the next day or the next couple of days after that uh we'll talk a little bit about trey lance and what to expect from him and the 49ers uh the the, the nfl community and video gamers alike lost a legend very sad john madden i want to talk a little bit about mm. Madden and the the madden game that still hasn't happened between the two gentlemen joining me on the podcast today but first it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier Make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Uh, it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill in some cases. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, so you don't feel like you're missing out. You still get that real chocolate, but you also get the benefit of most bars that contain only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 
a whopping 17 grams of protein. So you feel satisfied. You get the best of both worlds. It's healthy for you. And it is delicious. Compare that to a candy bar where you're dropping 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar into your body. So many flavors to choose from. Coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie. You might be able to find some holiday flavors still available at Built.com. If you don't know what flavor to get, get yourself a mixed box of Built Bars. Just go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Gentlemen, this guy right here with his bad thumb and all, is he too tough for his own good? Did he not tell anybody about his injury? Croc, you said you would do the same thing. Wink, you said you would do the same thing. Do you think an injury like that that could actually hurt the team, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo might try to tough it out and and be hurting the team at some point? Um, check said, and you can see in the video, I've seen people break down the video of him getting his thumb hurt, the sack that it happened on. Maybe he's telling Tom Compton about it. Um do you think that Kyle Shanahan, if he knew about it in game and saw these passes floating all over the field, do you think he screwed up by not yanking Jimmy, even if Jimmy doesn't want to come out? Because I get a guy being tough. I get a player being mm-hmm. tough, but it's up to the coach to make uh, to put the best 11 on the field. And there's already been a lot of people who think Trey Lance should be playing anyway. A hurt Jimmy that can't grip a football. You spent three first round picks on this player who's super talented. Put him in the stink of football game and don't blow the game because your quarterback can't grip a football. Well, we know how some of these things happen, right? With with the adrenaline and things like that. There's been times where I had a bad ankle injury, right? I, I remember one game I felt like I just came straight down on my ankle and, and I rolled my ankle really bad. Well, they taped it up and, and I stayed in the game. Now, the next morning I wake up, my ankle is like <laughs> like a watermelon. It's, it's so swollen and I could barely walk. And they had me doing all these different uh, rehab exercises and things like that that were killing me. So it's like, well, how, how come the next day it's swollen like an orange and, and, and I could barely walk, but I was able to finish a game and play through it. And sometimes it's just that as time goes on, the soreness, the swelling, like those things start to kick in. And maybe for Jimmy Garoppolo, it wasn't bad while he was in game, but I bet after the game, he probably started to feel it. Next morning, that was when it probably felt his worst and he knew something was wrong. Yeah, let's not He knew something too. was wrong in general. Oh yeah, he knew something was wrong when it when it happened, but a lot of times it's like ah, oh, okay, I, I I can play through this a little yeah. bit, and, but but then eventually that that soreness that pain kind of kicks in. Have you seen the conspiracy theories of him unscrewing a water bottle at the podium after the game, and that it didn't look like his thumb was hurt at all, and that maybe their <laughs> team is trying to, to put a fake injury out there so they can play the young player because they don't want to bench That's him crazy. publicly? There's a ton of fun. I- conspiracy theories rolling around uh, 49ers Twitter out there. Another one about how the 49ers are just lying about injuries, and uh, there's all kinds of stuff, which is just ah. part of the course this year when it comes to the 49ers, and that madness started around March. I have another source. Oh, all right. here we go. Here we go. And, and Sit back. I, I, another source. <laughs> it, it was, <laughs> so it was told from someone. To another person, and then that person kind of just told me. And this person that told me is kind of black and white with everything. But they, they're buddies. They went to college together. One of these guys, is, is he's, he's involved with the 49ers, not a player. All right? But he's, he's, he's in there. Is it Nick <laughs> right? It's not Nick Mullins. Okay. Not, not, not a current player, but he, he's in there. I can't mm-hmm. say because I don't want people to start trying to start guessing this stuff. Uh, Trey Lance was not practicing well. Mm. Now – 
So I I don't know how you win how, earlier in the year know, or like last week. Questions I don't I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know those okay. questions. I feel like like is a little convenient. Kyle Shanahan's like, oh, but Trey Lance has had the best four pra- four weeks of practice since he's been here the last four weeks. Like, I, oh, really? I think he did probably start to turn it on. And mm. when you think about what 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 do Trey Lance need, right? If anybody kind of watched, and I, I said it, I know there's a lot of people that they can only go off of the things that they see in front of them. Right, but you kind of got to look past that and, and look at like, okay, what are some of the issues that Trey Lance was going through? I thought the biggest issue with Trey Lance is that when whatever he was seeing pre-snap, when it didn't match up with that post-snap, he would play a little too sped up and then he would be inaccurate. He'd try to rush things. He'd try to mm-hmm. fire passes in there. I thought that's where his biggest issues stem from. Now, as the season goes on and he's able to kind of work on some of those things and the game starts to slow down, I assumed – that he would start to get more accurate. And I think what we're seeing now is he probably knows a little bit more of where guys are going to be, what's expected of him. Maybe he's seen the defense a little bit better. And now there's been more consistency, right? Because that was the biggest issue. People could say, oh, well, Trey Lance, he does this and that. I could show you plenty of throws that are very accurate, on time, on the money, with pace. You can show all those things. But it was just, it it wasn't consistent. I think now what, what what Kyle is telling us is, finally, I don't think that he's going to be all over the place. And not to say that they wanted to rush him on the field now. I still think they would rather go with Jimmy Garoppolo at this right. point because there's still more uh, or less unknown when it comes to the quarterback position. But I, I bet they feel a lot more comfortable having to play Trey Lance right now as opposed to earlier in the season. Because, again, w- what I did hear was that he was a little. He was inconsistent. He was all over the place. He wasn't practicing extremely well. But I didn't get. You know, I didn't get to ask questions about when the timeline or what he right. was struggling with. Yeah, to get back to Jimmy G again, real quick. If if he's hurt there in that game, yeah, he made some bad throws, but he also made some good throws too. I mean, he led that team down the field and scored a touchdown there late in that game. And if he had a broken thumb doing that, like that, that's really impressive for him to do that. And yeah, you're right. I I do think that if they thought Trey Lance was ready and if they knew at all about that injury, they would have put him in there. So I I think that if Jimmy shows up tomorrow to practice and and he's there and he's able to grip a ball and and throw a football and, you know, it progresses positively throughout the week, we might see Jimmy Garoppolo again on, you know, on Sunday, right? Ah, See, toughing through it is, this is where you don't ask Jimmy, in my opinion. You ask the trainers. Like, and, but it's and Kyle's call, right? And Ultimately, look, and you look at the fly to the ball. If the trainers say yeah. yes, Jimmy says, I'm good, I'm good. I, like, kudos, I get it. You're a tough guy, you want to try to play through it. That right. ball's fluttering in the air. You're sitting your ass on the bench, you're getting your thumb healthy, and I'm going to play my other quarterback who's super talented, right? Who shouldn't be losing you football games. But to your point, Croc, about Trey Lance earlier on in the season, and um, I did see some of that, uh, you know, with, with him missing some throws. We've seen Jimmy miss some throws, too. So, you know, that's it's not like that's um, the biggest red flag for him to be inaccurate on some throws. But the 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 game plan that Kyle Shanahan came up with for Trey Lance and his start. That made me really question. Not so much Garbage. where Trey Lance is, but where Kyle Shanahan thinks Trey Lance is, mm-hmm. because that's not a game plan that I've ever seen Kyle Shanahan put together for a quarterback who he thinks can operate in the pocket. Because it's pocket. I'll for- say this. I, I watched, I went back and watched because it's like, okay, Trey Lance, second game, 
what do I kind of expect to see? What type of improvement? Obviously, he's had this whole time and stuff. So I said, let me watch another quarterback that started off, you know, a little inaccurate, you know, Josh Allen, and we get that comp a lot. But I just wanted to see, like, well, what did it look like after his first start? So I just went to a random game. It was week four, 2018, I believe, playing against the Packers. And it was probably some of the worst quarterbacking I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was so bad. And I was like, okay, Trey Lance isn't this bad, <laughs> like even from what I saw against Arizona. So, you know, I, I do think you got to take, okay, where did Trey Lance, wh where was he good? Where did he need to improve? I think a big part of it, again, pre-snap, post-snap, if he gets that right, I think we'll see a, a more improved and more accurate Trey Lance and maybe some of what we saw from North Dakota State, which was he was pretty efficient. Yeah, to to get back to that point you mentioned there, Peacock, about the original game plan for for Lance's first start, it reminded me a lot of what Denver had to do last year when their whole quarterback room got COVID and was out, and they had Patrick there at quarterback, and it's just like I think he threw the ball what four times or something, you know? It's uh, just Hilton. What was it? Was Hilton? Hilton? Tyler yeah. Hilton. Was it something Hilton? Yeah. Okay, yeah, but the, the wide receiver that they put in there who just yeah. basically was like hand the ball off or run, and maybe we'll pass it a couple times, but. Yeah, they didn't have any faith in his ability to, to read a defense at all, you know. And, and it kind of kind of felt the same way with Trey Lance there. And hopefully that's changed. Hopefully he's he's had a chance. You know, we're, this is week seventeen. You know, this is this is deep into a season. This this kid's had a lot of time to sit there and watch Jimmy every single time, sit in the quarterback room. You know, watch the film, do his homework, put in the work. And and if he does have to start on Sunday, you just hope that it's paid off. And and that those pre-snap reads, if they change post-snap, that, that he's able to make the adjustments and, and move the ball down the field. Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton. Oh, I never would have got that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. And so and here's the other thing. If you're running Trey Lance 16 times, uh, mm -hmm. nothing personal to Tyler Bray, we don't want to see Tyler Bray out there. Right, we we want to see uh, we want to see Trey Lance stay on the field. So that's what worries me most about running him 16 times in a game. And hopefully he's more ready. Um, hopefully they'll be able to put together a game plan to beat those Houston Texans. And um, by the way, it could be rookie on rookie there with Davis Mills, who's started mm -hmm. to look pretty good and looked pretty bad for a while. And uh, yeah, you're right, Croc. Josh Allen yeah. and a lot of Bills fans are going around and finding old tweets about people who are saying Josh Allen was bad. And and like, you know, and the fans do that. Fans got mad at us because we were saying stuff about um, uh, the 49ers going to lose against the Rams or something. And then uh, the 49ers beat the Rams. And then, the you know, fans come strong. And like, see, I told you they're going to be great. They're going to be amazing. Like, what was the evidence that, that, that told you right. that. And that was what it was like with Josh Allen. It's like, look, when everyone said that Josh Allen was super raw and inaccurate coming out of Wyoming and that he was bad as a rookie, they were right. That was the correct analysis of his play. But he got better. He developed. And so uh, a young player with all that raw talent, that's what gets you excited. And we're seeing now with um, a ton of rookies that have played this year and uh, a lot of them getting better. Even the, the one that's looked probably the worst so far this year is Zach Wilson. And he had a nice little game, made some plays last week. Uh, I, it was against the Jaguars, right? Against another rookie quarterback. But um, these guys are young. They're going to develop. And the, the development path for NFL quarterbacks is not linear. Mm -mm. 
we'll see how things go with Trey Lance, but I'm excited because he's too talented and yeah. uh, he's got a lot to work with. And uh, I can't wait to His see how bad isn't as bad as a lot of these other guys. I want right. to make that clear because we talked about having to create an offense for him and some of the inconsistencies. But if you look at a lot of these other guys' starts, like oh, Fields, there's some mm. bad football. Mm. Fields' first game, he netted mm. one passing yard, uh, eight set, nine uh, sacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nice that you had Mac Jones. He threw three picks in one game, two that almost went to the house, one that actually did go to the house. I mean, uh, Zach Wilson, we've seen there was against the Patriots, it was the it was the third quarter. He had four completions for the entire game and four interceptions. I mean, like there have been some really bad quarterbacking yeah. from the rookies, but also some good and positive things. Mm-hmm. Uh we just talked about Davis Mills and his how he's gotten better. He yeah. had a game. Zero touchdown passes, four interceptions, and like 80 passing yards in an entire game. But then now he's picking up steam. He's getting hot. So I think a lot of it is where are the guys at? Trey Lance, I feel like, isn't (laughs) nearly – his starting point isn't as bad as a lot of these other guys. That Arizona game was not nearly as bad as a lot of these other Mm. guys' worst games. Can he just be better than that? And, and a, just a better landing spot. We'd, we'd said that all yeah. along. The Niners were the best landing spot for those early quarterbacks and having Kyle Shanahan drawing up plays and having, you know, a really solid foundation around you and talent around you is so huge. And, and being able to play in, in front of uh, the scoreboard and in front of the sticks is big with a defense that's not putting you in a bind. So now you have to throw. So the defense knows you have to throw so they can come at you. It's just like for a young quarterback, it's just an avalanche when you've got a bad team and it's already hard enough and the speed of the game is fast. So that's also an advantage for um, for Trey Lance, absolutely, versus some of these other rookie quarterbacks. When Trey Lance didn't have uh, George Kittle in that first game, too, so right, that's true, that's true. It's a big weapon. He didn't have uh, he did have McGlinchey in that game though, too. But oh, no, that that's even. That's I want to say that Tom Compton has turned things around. He hasn't been that bad. Tom Compton and Ambry Thomas both were solid in that last game, actually. So better uh, progress. Better. Development yeah. paths aren't linear for any position. So uh, let's go. get to the loss of John Madden next. Uh, maybe hit this mailbag a little bit. Uh, looking ahead, though, at this Houston Texans team, they put 41 points on the Chargers last week, yet the 49ers at home still favored by 12 and a half points. And you can find yeah. those odds at betonline.ag. You think the 49ers are going to win this going away by two touchdowns? You can put your money down on that or any other tons of props, odds, and lines, pro football, college football playoffs coming. You've got NBA, college and pro hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games, blackjack, poker, you name it. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 and 2022 season at betonline.ag, which remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive that bonus. At Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. John Madden, mm. that's a sad one. That's a bummer. And uh, it's hard to believe he hasn't called a game since 2008. I believe wow. it was the Super Bowl in 2008 was the last time John Madden called a game with Al Michaels. Um, and actually, the first game he ever called was a 49ers game. It was 49ers-Saints, 1979, Joe Montana's rookie season. Wow. Unfortunately, I looked up the stats, and uh, Joe Montana didn't have any stats in that game. But that would have been really cool to go back and watch footage of John Madden in his first game calling 
Joe Montana's like first touchdown pass or something like that. But it didn't it didn't quite line up. Yeah, Joe Montana didn't start a game until I think it was the last week of the season in his rookie year in 1979. Yeah, we were pretty spoiled living in the Bay Area, though, because he would be on KCBS all the time. You know, so we still got to mm-hmm. hear quite a bit of Madden there. And and of course he called the catch too. You know, so he's caught he's been there for for so many Thanksgivings, you know, playing Madden growing up. Like he he played a big part in in my football life. And like you said, man, that, that was a hard one. That hit hard. Yeah. Summer all Madden was was the tandem. Like yeah. that was mm-hmm. my favorite. I like hearing Al Michaels. It's just, you know, it's a big game when you hear Al Michaels' voice, you know, yeah. same with like uh, even though he's a Dodgers announcer, Vince Scully is always like that for me. You hear the voice. It's like, oh, this is going to be good. Um, and there's other announcers that do big games sometimes, but you know, that summer all in Madden tandem, mm-hmm. like that was it. Just hearing those two guys. And um, of course, the Madden football franchise, which has been pretty important. Uh, I know we have all played that a ton. One thing that has not happened, though, and I know the listeners are thinking about it. We got to do it for John, man. We got to do it for John. The John Madden Memorial Madden contest between Eric Crocker and Nick Winkler. Uh, Nick, Croc's been ducking you for a while now. I don't know how you guys haven't been able to put this game together. I talked a little trash, and all of a sudden he just he just walked away. Talk, you know, man, I, he hasn't even talked about it. Sure, I get it. I get it, man. I talk a mean game. We don't even own it. I own it. That's, I have. Oh, you got the new one. All right. Yeah, what the day it came before it came out, I had it. Yeah. Oh, look he, at yeah, this. He had a, a bootleg copy. copy. He's got <laughs> a bootleg copy. Nah, this is like a if you pay for a certain one, you get it like in days yeah. before it comes out or whatever. Right, right. That'll be an off season thing. We'll get back to that. I'll get it on sale. I'll be ready. Yeah, get I'll that thing ready. on sale. I will not be, but I will still win. <laughs> Don't throw 40 yard bombs to Kyle Yuschek, please. Why not? He'll be open. Don't feature a fullback in your offense. That's the can't. only thing I ask from you. I will, though. So I can't put a fullback on the field. Just don't feature him. Don't feature him. Is what I'm saying. He'll target nine Kittle catches. more for the Niners. Target Kittle. Target you. Ayuk. Target uh, Debo Samuel. And don't I'm get switch Trey him Lance up. Hurt. Don't even get fake Trey Lance hurt. I don't want to see nah. him run the ball for you. Kittle's gonna be in the backfield. You know, Debo's gonna be at tight end. You check will be out there at receiver. I'm gonna mix it all up. <laughs> Speaking of rookie quarterbacks, Ian Book was awful on Monday Night Football. Ooh. I mean, he's missing both the tackles. They're decimated on offense. Uh, very good news for the 49ers with that Saints loss. Now a game back at 7-8. and eight. So the Niners and Eagles are the only two teams right now uh, that are in that 6-7 and seven seed at 8-7. and seven. So the 49ers now are back in control. They could win these last two games of the season. And what everybody else does won't matter anymore. And they'll be the sixth seed. And um, even if the Eagles won both, they would have that tiebreaker. Now things get a little bit dicey if they go one and one. And the Saints win the last two games because those are against NFC teams. So then they've got that NFC record and a tiebreaker on the 49ers. So um, still a lot to be determined here with these games. But watching the Saints, watching the Eagles this weekend, watching the Niners, whether it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, do you have a better feeling, a worse feeling, guys? Croc, I'll start with you. Do you have a good feeling about the Niners that they'll either go one and one and get some help from the other teams or go two and zero, oh, or do you think the, the, the saints are just cooked because what they have at quarterback uh, Eagles, are they pretenders? Are they for real? Do you think they can go two and zero oh against uh, Washington and Dallas? What are your thoughts, Croc? Uh, well, you know, I'm going to kind of 
cop out right here and 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 say I'm going to take it one game at a time, man. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the 49ers. I do feel like the 49ers are the better team against Houston. And 49ers should beat them handily. Now, the spread right now is, last I checked, it was 12 and a half points. So I don't know if the 49ers are quite win by that many. But I expect the 49ers to well, win. Now, what does Trey Lance look like? Does he look right. like, you know, he's taking the steps that we assume he's taking and that they're talking about him taking? If so, then I'll feel more confident about going out to L.A. I mean, it's damn near a home game anyways. And the 49ers right. coming up with a W there. But all, it all, you know, depends on how it looks against Houston, which I, I, I expect it to look good. We yeah, you, you, Eagles, yeah. the Saints, maybe even like the Vikings or the Falcons or one of those other teams. Do, do any of those teams scare you if you're the 49ers? No, especially not the Saints. You, you mentioned it. They're they're decimated with injury. It's just all they focus on Camara and they got nothing else. Uh, no, you just hope that they go out and they take care of business. It's a Texan squad's coming off two straight wins. I think they put up 30 against the Jaguars, you know, the week before. So that's 71 points in two weeks. That's, that's a confident football team. So, you know, you want to get out there and you just can't make the mistakes. You know, that's, we say it every single week, don't beat yourselves. And if you go out there, you play football, Trey Lance gets out there, takes care of the football. And, you know, you, hopefully you get Elijah Mitchell back. That'd be a huge boost to this offense. You got him and Wilson one, two punch coming out of the backfield defense shows up. It should be a winnable football game. And, you know, and the Niners own the Rams, so I'm not too worried about that. Davis Mills, 21 of 27 last week, 254 mm -hmm. yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Impressive. Um, a really good game there for the rookie. His best game yet, and you mentioned they put up some points as well on um, Jacksonville the week before. You know, that was a tough one for Jacksonville. They just fired their coach, but still, like, they're they're – they're a team right now, the Texans, that aren't playing as bad as you thought going into the season. They'd be flat out the worst team in the league. And at 4-11, and mm -hmm. they've got a couple teams that are that are playing worse than them right now. And, and that was a surprising one against the Chargers. And look, the Chargers have a terrible run defense, and the Texans were able to take advantage of it. Rex Burkhead, 22 carries for 194 yards and two touchdowns. Ooh. Rex Burkhead, so that's something that can happen, and I don't think that's going to happen for the 49ers. So it's going to be a lot more difficult for Davis Mills and Rex Burkhead and that entire Texans team against the 49ers. I don't see him putting 41 points up on the 49ers. So uh, hopefully for the 49ers, they've got things right with Trey Lance or Jimmy or whoever's in there at quarterback and can put some points up. Um, you brought up the, uh, the Jaguars game the week before for the Texans. Are you guys surprised that the Jacksonville Jaguars are holding on to Trent Baalke as their GM going forward? Oh, no, man. Move, yeah. in my opinion, I, I think they don't get it. An opportunity to start over there. I think it's surprising because his track record isn't very good. Yeah. With you know, aside from landing Jim Harbaugh, but then he burned it to the ground. Then he burned the whole organization to the ground. I've mm -hmm. never seen anything like that. Everybody talks about it and 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 things around Colin Kaepernick and how it got so bad. But I, that was a mass exodus. You literally lost. Anybody and everybody that was important to that team, everybody yeah. from Crabtree, Gore, yep. Ipati, uh, Anthony Davis, Alden Smith got cut eventually. Uh, Frank Gore, uh, I mean, every is the, the all the coaches, everybody. It was so bad, and I feel like Balky is responsible for that. So then he goes to Jacksonville and he he weasels his way in yeah. to an important role. And next thing mm. you know, he's part of hiring uh, uh, Urban Meyer. And mm. it just goes to crap with, from, the, from the very start, from, from the guys that right. uh, Urban Meyer was hiring to drafting a running back first round after having an undrafted rookie free agent on that contract. 
run for over a thousand yards and the mishandling the players and kicking guys like Falky, you're responsible for that. I have no idea how he weasels away and gets buddy buddy with these owners and they keep him around. Yeah, he must interview extremely well because how else do you explain, you know, looking at the guy's track record and how it ended, you know, you, how would you just be like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. This guy will take my franchise to the next level. It yeah, like sense. in those interviews, he takes credit for all the McClune picks that were really great yeah. for you while he was in the room and he was there. there. You go. Anthony Davis in the party. <laughs> I, I was the first one to take those guys and turn the organization around. Could have had Des Bryant, but Look I said, no, I don't want Des Bryant. Armstead Buckner. <laughs> 49ers did make good on some of the, the late bulky picks that were looking like sure. not as good for a while. Um, but or yeah. tart. I think Armstead. the thing that really doesn't make sense for me for Jacksonville with bulky, besides our biased opinions of him not being a good general manager, period, is that I think it hampers your ability to like it makes your pool of coaches you could bring in smaller because there might be a coach that has an idea right. of a GM or doesn't want to, you know, doesn't interview well with bulky. He doesn't like bulky as much. And um, I think you would have an opportunity to bring in more of a superstar tandem of GM and coach because you have that quarterback. And I think that's your trump card. Now you've taken away half of that pool probably because of who your GM is. And there's not that many GM, not that many head coach jobs. So maybe you can still get the guy you want, but I think it just lessens your odds of getting the head coach that you might want. If if I'm a if I feel like that's it. It's it should always kind of be a package deal unless you have a, a general manager who has years of success yep. with an organization and he has something in place and you know unless you have that type of situation, I feel like the head coach and general manager should always come in together and kind of be in lockstep and have the same yep. vision. And if one goes, you're probably gonna have to get rid of the other one as well. Unless well, especially it's some if he weird goes stuff like the John Gruden thing or, you know, right. something like well, that. Well, even that, yeah, I mean, even that, like, you, you know, you hired that person. You didn't do your due diligence. You didn't do the background check. You should have done on this person. You know, this guy hired Urban Meyer and look what he just did. Like, how did he keep his job? That's incredible. Big, big uh, Same question. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but Shad Khan hasn't proven to be a great person at hiring football people. So it comes from the right. top. A lot of teams that are bad for prolonged periods of times, it, it comes from ownership. So uh, we'll see. And a lot of owners they made their money doing something else. Like the business, they weren't yeah. good at the football business to make all this money to own a football team. You know, they didn't come up in the football world making football money and owned a football team. They were doing something else. And it doesn't right. translate clearly for a lot of guys uh, trying to be owners. You think the they'll ever let Bezos in? I mean, he's uh, probably because he's going to buy his way into so much. Right. Stuff. Almost actually, in fact, it might be a little bit of a conflict of interest if he's got like, um, too much content on Amazon Prime TV, right? Then you can't really. Can he own a team and own a network at the same time? And is there a conflict there? Isn't know. he not affiliated with Amazon anymore? Did is he, he not? retire from that? I think he retired, oh, didn't he? Yeah, he's just an astronaut now. I think so. That's his I primary. His, gig. I think he divorced his wife. He's trying to. He's trying to cook the books a little bit. Mm, <laughs> yeah. No, yep. maybe I don't even work there anymore. Sorry. Yeah, oh, no, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have that job anymore. And then a couple of years later, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go back and." Just kidding. I'm just going to take a couple hours, just nights and weekends at Amazon. <laughs> deliver stuff, just deliver packages during the holidays. All right, last one. Or, or just go to the moon in his spare time. Boom. <laughs> deliver Why packages not? to the moon. There it is. Ferocious Gentleman says, at Bay Area Wink, at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker, 
Can't keep letting the young guy get this icy just to not see the field. This question was asked just before the news came down about uh, Trey Lance potentially getting on the field. Uh, he's got a picture here of Trey Lance. He says, let's get Dr. Drip swag check on the next Winky Wednesday. So, Croc, they want your opinion on uh, how good Trey Lance looks as a backup sitting on the bench. What's what's the swag report here? Let me pull up this photo if I can share this thing here. And uh, I want to I want you to uh, I got gotcha. you. I'll tell you the, the the pros and the cons, the do's and the don'ts. Because I, I I've seen go. I've seen this photo, but let's bring it up so everybody can kind of see it and we can talk through this together before we get out of here. But oh man! All right, so there there is a That's lot. Of, you know, obviously you see the white on white. Uh, he has the hand warmer. Sometimes it's not even like cold, but it's still like, all right, the hand warmer is just kind of an extra swag touch. I would have to see what color the hand warmer is because it looks like it has a black uh, black kind of uh, belt uh, buckle part. The so black band, yeah, but, it, but it's, it's turned around to the back. For those people who are uh, on the audio-only pod, we've got the picture pulled up here on YouTube, and he's looking good. The lighting, I think, helps with this. The, the lighting you know what I helps. like, actually? How about the color-coded... Uh, call sheet on his wristband yeah. like that. passes, that's right? cool but i don't like the black i don't like the black call sheet and it he's been be wearing white. that one for whatever reason it should be white like you yeah. have on the all white uniforms that call sheet it should be white i, I don't I mean, know it why matches that black ugly one. black stripe on his pants though that shouldn't be there oh gosh yeah and you then, know i think it's smart he's thing, in the black and it makes you not think about why there's black for no reason on a couple right. of aspects of the uniform with the weird drop <laughs> shadow so actually i like the, it yeah the other part where he messed up is the, the the tight the tight under armor like that was cool in like 2005 now you gotta go with the loose you gotta go with the loose long sleeve <laughs> and he didn't go with the loose long sleeve it doesn't have to be baggy but just a little loose. And and then he wears his, like, the rib uh, protector is, like, humongous. Uh, he's kind of like Cam Newton with it. Maybe it's because he's expecting to run the ball more. I don't know. Yeah. He, I feel like he can have – I don't even think Jimmy G wears a rib protector. I think he can go a little bit s smaller with, with that, a little bit more subtle. I mean, Croc, he had he, 16 carries in his first start. He's If he's getting in, he knows he's, he's going to be running the ball. He could he could wear a little bit a little more subtle rib cage, but all right. I, I, overall he looks good on the field. I, and you can't see his cleats and everything, but he had the all red cleats. It popped. Uh, he he looks good out there. He puts his uniform on well. Got the knee pads not Jimmy on the G. knees. That's an underrated part. We talk a lot about Jimmy Garoppolo's game. He actually his quarterback swag is pretty good. I yeah. said Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback swag is pretty. It's 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 up there. I, I I don't have any complaints. I think he he puts his uniform on well, even with the loose kind of uh, sleeve, but it's like cut short. I, I think that's that's a nice little touch. All right, I'm repping my Jimmy G bobblehead here, and it might be the last opportunity. It could be the end of the yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo era and the beginning of the Trey Lance era. We'll know more later on in the week. Croc and I will be chatting with Cody Davis of Locked On. Texans tomorrow with our Thursday crossover pod, then our keys to victory. We're back at it again in week 17 Sunday. Texans at 49ers. Wink, appreciate you joining the show as always. My pleasure. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for making us your first listen. For your second listen, check out Croc on Locked On NFL Draft. Check me out on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. We've got Locked On Today featuring Peter Bukowski here on the network. Locked On Bets featuring your boy Q talking about all the betting sports world. Croc and I back tomorrow right here.
Locked on 49ers. See you.